podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name is Kay, just the letter K, and I'm your host here on this show all about urban exploring. If you're new to the show, please hit the subscribe button. And if you are a returning listener, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback on the show, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow on the charts. It helps new people find us. Thanks to your recommendations. If you do leave a rating and feedback, go ahead and take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. And I will actually send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place I've explored as a way of saying thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. This week, my guest is Sam Dusky. If you don't know who she is, she's on Instagram. Her photography is absolutely incredible. She is good friends with Alice in Wonderlust, who we actually had on the podcast back in March. If you guys missed that episode, please go back. Please go back and enjoy the previous episodes after you enjoy this one. So before we get into it, just a few things. If you guys want to read this episode, if you are hard of hearing or know anyone hard of hearing that wants to enjoy this episode as well, I have transcribed, well, not myself, podcast.ai has transcribed all of my episodes for you and I have been uploading them to my blog at notracers.com over on that website you can check out the blog each episode transcribed you can also check out my photography my videography and you can pick up a copy of my book no tracers an urban explorer's diary that is my first book I'm working on part two now very excited to put that out probably next year I just got to get more photos of more places And the last thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner on this podcast, and that partner is Liquid Death Mountain Water. Yes, I just cracked open a can of water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, don't worry. I've got an ad for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code JUSTTHELETTERK at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. So if you're interested in giving Liquid Death a try, you can go to liquiddeath.com and you can pick up a case of water. They have still and sparkling water. You can murder your thirst today. Pick up a case, pick up 50 cases, however many cases of water you would like to get. Grab a koozie set and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com. Thank you Liquid Death for partnering with me in all that I do. You guys are the greatest. Listeners, thank you guys for sticking around through the ads. Without further ado, Sam Dusky, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Okay. Well, my name is Samantha. I go by Sam Dusky. Um I've been exploring kind of officially since about 2016 and officially in a capacity, I mean, with an actual camera. Um, I started actually working at Pennhurst Asylum, which is in Spring City, Pennsylvania. I was 
doing the photography tours and the ghost hunts there for three years. And that's what really jumped me into urban exploring. Was that like your first time in an abandoned place, even though like Penhurst does the tours and stuff, but like, was that your first time getting to explore somewhere that was abandoned? The very first place I ever explored was Byberry State Hospital, which was in Philadelphia. But that was before cell phones even had cameras on them. So I have no pictures of that place. <laughs> and we got chased out. Um, me and my girlfriend were there. We got chased out by security. We were in there maybe 30 minutes. And we were also too chicken to go in the building. So <laughs> that was my first explore. I love that that was your first exploration, like getting chased out of a place. Like, What an experience. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I mean, we seen his truck coming and we just split and just jumped into the bushes. <laughs> just waited for him to, to just leave. He was on his walkie talkie. We could hear him saying, I can't find him. I can't find him anywhere. So after he got back in his truck, we just booked it out of there. Wow, that's incredible. So uh, tell me about your time at Penhurst. Like, what was it like working there with, like, doing the tours and the ghost haunts and, like, all that kind of stuff? Uh, a friend of mine, Bryce Hall, is a uh, photographer, videographer, and director. He actually just directed a live stream at Penhurst for the band Motionless and White. Uh, so that that's definitely been on the top of my mind, like, recently is Penhurst Asylum. So tell me about your time working there. I absolutely loved working there. Um, when I worked there, it was for the previous owner, Tim Smith, and uh, we worked under what we called ourselves PPA, Penhurst Paranormal Association. And um, the job kind of fell into my lap. My, my friend John was, was doing it at the time, and he kind of brought me in. And uh, it, was, it was just phenomenal. I mean, we could just roam the grounds whenever we wanted to and go into whatever buildings we wanted and, and just hang out. And uh, that's what I did for about three years is just, I mean, I know that place like the back of my hand. And it's, it's a shame because most of the buildings are being torn down if they're not already torn down now. Um, but it was really great in the ghost hunts. I mean, I used to be a skeptic on on supernatural things, but there's just, um, you get to a point where you can only debunk so many things before you just finally start accepting that there's something else happening. Yeah, definitely. I recently went to uh, Ashmore Asylum in Illinois and did an overnight investigation with a guy. I was filming content for him and uh, we didn't really experience anything there that night, but I've heard stories and I've seen TV shows. It's been like all over TV. And so for you, like what was your first experience with something paranormal that made you like kind of step back and be like, oh, maybe there is something going on here? Well, one of the biggest things that hit me was one night, um, the owner had a geo box. Um, it's basically like a, a super recorder. You know, um, it tunes into different stations and you can hear what people assume to be the other side. So we had this geo box going 
in two separate buildings and all night long we heard this piano playing in the background and we get to the second building and I ask the geo box where do you want us to go and a little boy's voice came on and said Tinicum now Tinicum is one of the buildings on the property and there happens to still be an organ in the basement of that building wow that's insane like what an experience that must have been for you guys to like you know have something like that happen and have something like tangible that you could actually like hear and and you know almost interact with um so for you as far as exploring goes do you have any gear recommendations for exploring for people that are just getting into the hobby and this could be the bag you carry the shoes you wear a flashlight anything like that well, I recently upgraded to the Canon R, which I absolutely love the camera. Um, it's so lightweight, and it's just it's just so great. I had an old Canon Rebel for years, and I really milked the best I could out of that camera. And um, so now it's a whole new ballgame for me because I can really expand what I wasn't able to do with my last camera which is kind of a bummer in itself too, because now I want to go back to all the places I've already been and reshoot them. But um, as far as gear goes, really, I think Nikon, Sony, Canon, I really think they are all have their positives and negatives. I can't be one of those people to sit and tell somebody one's better than the other. Um, it's just personal preference. But um flashlights oh my gosh I don't know how many flashlights I've been through that's probably my biggest tool um, is having good lighting and lighting that lasts because even just for a photography standpoint you just you need it and I don't like to be in the dark in places I don't know so <laughs> I always have the biggest most ridiculous flashlight that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm always like, I'm a very big gearhead, especially when it comes to urban exploring, because people, all, all different people carry different things. You know, we all have our own preferences. So I, I love asking people about the gear that they use. Um, can you talk about the mentality of an urban explorer? Like for you, what makes you do this? What makes you go back and keep exploring these places? I really like the history in, in most places. Now I'm not talking houses or anything but like the old asylums the old industrial stuff I mean those places date back over a hundred years if not more some of them and it's just it's just really amazing that we as people were able to build these enormous buildings and do the things they did in them and you know make the advancements medically um, in some of these asylums over the years and just the learning curve of it all is just really intriguing. I spent a lot of my lifetime in healthcare, so I'm really partial to hospitals. I think asylums and hospitals are my favorite places to explore personally, just because of the history, you know, and a lot of that history is dark, you know, very dark what, what these medical professionals used to you know, practice on these people in asylums, especially like you were saying over a hundred years ago, like some of this stuff is super dark and we've made so many advancements since then. 
especially in, uh, you know, therapy and things like that. Um, what do you think since you said you have been in like the medical profession for like years, uh, what do you think of these asylums becoming abandoned and what's become of the people that stayed at those places? I mean, unfortunately, most of these people I know in Pennhurst, they were just basically thrown out into the street. Um, they rehoused as many people as they could, but a lot of them were just left with nowhere to go. And that ultimately led them to being squatters in Pennhurst after it closed because they had no home. That was the only home they knew. Um, so it's bittersweet at the same time, keeping places like that open with their barbaric history. I mean, that stigma stays in a building and I just, I don't know if it would be conducive to try and put light into like rehabbing it, you know, and, and remodeling it and trying to turn a new leaf with it because that stigma is always going to remain. Absolutely. That's so true. Uh, for you, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Have you ever been fallen through a floor or anything like that? <laughs> I have fallen through a floor, but I caught myself. I, I kind of just my legs went through. Um, I was just kind of dangling there. <laughs> Luckily, my camera was fine. I kind of like cradled my camera in like the fetal position. <laughs> and I was I was prepared to go down. I just as long as the camera was safe. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm pretty klutzy, but I've never hurt myself, like incapacitated myself. That's good. We've heard some crazy stories on this podcast, uh, for sure. Uh, can you tell me about your most dangerous experience? Probably this school I did in Trenton, New Jersey, um, ages ago. Uh, it was winter, and we were waiting on people to show up, so we decided to go into the building before they got there, and we get a text message from our friends outside 10 minutes after we're in the building saying there's a cop outside he's looking in all the windows so he obviously seen our footprints there was snow on the ground so it was either we waited out or we just face the music he obviously knows we're in there and just go out well I wanted to just go out and my two girlfriends were like no 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 we're gonna wait this out Meanwhile, it's the middle of winter, and I was not having it, so we waited out anyway, and um, we get a text about two minutes later saying he's coming in the building. So we're sitting in the stairwell. We hear him walking, so we act like we're taking pictures real quick, and he comes up around the corner of the stairwell with his hand on his gun and just looks at us and says, what are you doing in here? And my girlfriend's like, oh, we're taking pictures. And he says, of what? And she said, well, we really like old buildings, and, you know, we're just in here to, you know, take a piece of history with us. And his exact words were, this is the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my whole career. 
come on, you can't be in here, let's get out of here. So he walks us out, he walks us back to my car, tells us how to get on the highway, follows us to the highway, and I mean, I just looped back around and we went back somewhere else, but um, yeah, to see him walking up to us with his hand on his gun was pretty surreal. Dang, that's crazy. And like, I was talking to somebody yesterday on the podcast and she was saying like, I have a feeling that being a girl kind of helps us get out of these situations a little bit more when it comes to like police encounters. Cause like I've heard countless times from the guys on this show, like, Oh yeah, I just got arrested and spent two days in jail. And then they let us go for no reason. You know, like it's just very interesting to hear the difference in experiences between like guys that explore and girls that explore, not to say that girls don't get arrested, but like, I feel like it is a little bit more rare. Oh yeah. There's definitely, some sexism going on. I mean, we get a we, we do get away with a lot more. Um, we can play innocent, and it kind of works for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what is the longest amount of time you've spent in an abandoned building at one time? Uh, that would have been um, a theater in Connecticut. We got there around eight at night and left around 3.30 in the morning. That was my favorite explorer to date. That definitely was. Wow, that's amazing. I love, I just did my first overnight and it was it was incredible. It's definitely a different experience exploring at night. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rad because you, you leave early in the morning and by the time you get home, it's daylight and you got a whole day. You didn't just, you know, shoot yourself in the foot exploring all day. It was pretty neat. Can you tell me about your favorite history of a place you've explored? Because we do a lot of research when it comes to these places. Uh, so do you have a favorite history? Well, that's going to be biased for me. It's going to be Penhurst, obviously. Um, I spent three years giving tours and telling the history over and over and over of that place. So um, that's my near and dear spot to me. I don't think I would ever go back. Uh, the new owner has just kind of ruined its reputation and for me, but um, I will always love that place. Very good. And uh, let's switch gears and talk about social media a little bit. How did you come up with your username, Sam Dusky? Actually, um, that is just a very rude spinoff of Jerry Sandusky's because I live in Pennsylvania, so... Uh, Penn State is not far from me, so I just used my name and his last name and mashed them together. Very good. What has social media done for you as far as exploring goes? Uh, I see you actually met up with uh, Alice in Wonderlust, who we actually had on the podcast back in March. Uh, tell me about your experience exploring with other urban explorers from that are known on Instagram. Uh, well... Uh, Kim Zier is one of my best friends. We've been good friends for years. Um, I'd be lost without that girl. But uh, she's mainly who I go exploring with. I keep my group kind of small because there's so many people on Instagram. It just gets so chaotic and just overwhelming um, for me anyway exploring with new people all the time. I just I can't keep up. I'm the kind of person who 
I want to see my friends and I want to go a month without seeing them and see them again and pick right back off where I left off. Like I am not big on meeting new people and starting that whole friendship all over again. Like, so Instagram is great for those who utilize it that way. And I think it's fantastic um, for the ones who do and enjoy it. But I'm just kind of sheltered, I guess, and I kind of just stick to myself, my small little group. Um, but yeah, Kim's great. Um, I listened to her podcast. She probably did much better than I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. Thank you for checking out that episode, though. Like, I appreciate that. Um, so do you have any goal places, like bucket list items uh, for places that you haven't been yet that you are dying to go to? Uh, yes, I'm going to be totally cliche here, and I'm going to say Alcatraz. Um, but I also just learned there's an East Alcatraz in Tennessee. So now I'm very curious as to see what this looks like. I had no idea that there was an East one. Huh. I, so I've been to Alcatraz. I went there when I was younger, and I would love to, like, rent it out if that's a possibility. Like, do an overnight stay in Alcatraz. I don't know how much that would cost. Probably, like, $10,000. But, like... I would love to do that. But now that I'm seeing Alcatraz East, looks like they have a museum and like, okay, this place seems interesting. I definitely got to check it out myself. Right? I had no idea that there was one. That's so fascinating. Hours, directions, programs, they do events. Wow. Okay, cool. Thank you so for we're bringing it up. Okay, I'm definitely <laughs> interested. Yeah, let's go. Let's freaking go. <laughs> Wow, cool. So if you could live in one place you've explored for a week, which place would it be? And this is like comfortably like, you know, you're not going to get caught. There's not going to be random people showing up like comfortably live in an abandoned place for a week. Which one would it be? My rational mind is like thinking what one has a kitchen and which one has a bathroom that I would actually use. But <laughs> that's just not uh, probably. I'd either say Allentown State Hospital or Harrisburg State Hospital. It would be a toss-up between the two, but I'm leaning more towards Allentown. And why why would you pick Allentown? Oh, the surgical room is just so pretty with the big skylight. I could lay there under the stars every night. It's very morbid, I know, but I would totally do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's incredible. And I, I feel you like I'm right there with you. I, I, they, we have a uh, 17 story abandoned hospital in Los Angeles and it's got the surgical table. It's got the big floor to ceiling window and it overlooks Los Angeles. Like I could, I could live in that place for sure. Oh yeah. Just turn that into my bedroom and I'd be fine. <laughs> exactly. So do you have tips on how not to get caught? Like, this is a weird question, but, like, I love asking it because the answers vary so differently. I mean, I have lots of ideas. None of them are good, obviously, but um, they might work. I know, <laughs> I know that the one hospice company I used to work for, we had um, work shirts that said, you know, our company name and, and nursing on them. So I used to always 
wear one while I'm scoping out a new place and just be like, oh, I got the wrong address if somebody answered the door or showed up. Um, I have my sneaky little ways. <laughs> I think we all do. But is not getting caught, I mean, really, it's just the luck of the draw. It really is. It's all about timing. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's all about timing. And, you know, one of the tips I have and that a couple of people have had on the show is like, go as early as possible. And my tip personally is explore Sundays or explore days because security guards don't usually work on Sundays. Uh, construction people don't work on Sundays and uh, holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Like those are the days that are like prime for exploring. See, I'm almost more so go during the week if you can because people are generally at work there's less foot traffic there's you know less neighbors nosing around people are at home on sundays you know they notice cars going by or car parked in a weird spot you know and if you're gonna excuse me drag a cop out on a sunday for trespassing he's more than likely going to be more pissed off that he has to go deal with this than you know, doing regular That's accurate. aid traps or whatever they do. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, and then my, my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Everything. I mean, I've learned so much in terms of camera use, um, setting things up. You know, I used to never set things up. I used to just go in a room and take a picture as is and never utilizing the things that were left behind. I could kick myself for some things now. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, everything, every time I go out, you learn something that you didn't before. You should be, you know, whether it's trivial or not. You know, we're going out to use our gear and to take photographs of these places. So if you're not learning something new and challenging yourself, you know, what's the point? Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for coming on No Tracers. If people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Drop your social media. Uh, well, it's Sam Dusky um, on Instagram. And I do post a lot of things on Facebook, and that's just my uh, Samantha Hess. Um, but other than that, I don't have, I don't really do social media too much, and try and steer clear. I think less is more sometimes with social media. Hey, you're not wrong there. There's so much, there's so much social media these days. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> it really is. I mean, people have just kudos to them with their five six different profiles on different things i just can't i can't dedicate my time like that all right guys that was my episode with sam dusky on instagram if you want to check out her photography i've put her links down in the description for you thank you so much for listening to another episode of no tracers the podcast if you would like to come on this show please dm me at no.tracers or you can shoot me an email at contact at notracers.com. If you guys want to check out the blog, my photos, my videos, or my book, go to notracers.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you guys next week with another one. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace. <laughs>